everybody, welcome to another episode of Clems. Well, it's me, it's your host, Clems. And today I have I have joined with me my good friend Super Butter Barn. Say hello. Hello, everybody. I feel like I should do some kind of wacky entrance now because I'm like, <laughs> hey guys, how we did a Whoa. video together. We're pals. We're buddies. <laughs> we hang out sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's true to be fair, and I guess that is a a great way to start it off. Is that um. Me and Buns recently made a video together. Wow, we yeah. and it's also uh, another great time to kind of go uh, like, well, I guess, what do you do? Uh, what what do you do in order to make little old me come over onto your channel? Oh, what did I do? I mean, like, well, I, <laughs> well, mainly because I wanted help with this. So we did Diddle Devil Saga for beginners. You know, that's what we did. Diddle Devil Saga one for beginners and. Yes. Uh, I wanted just um, someone to have other expertise in JRPG. Someone who also gave a crap. And it was a good idea. It was a good opportunity to finally get you on the channel and to show you off because you were in the near automata for beginners. And I was like, you know what? This is his chance. He can do it. He's a big <gasps> boy. So we and I think we actually did this together because a lot of people who do collabs, they'll just send in the pieces and you just write up a script and stuff. Yeah, but we yeah. actively worked on this together. It was fun. Um, it was super yeah. fun. Yeah, like we sat in calls for hours, and you know, mo most of the script was not done when we were like when we were working on this together. It was like a fifty-fifty thing, and I was like. Uh, you know, going off ideas, constantly changing stuff. And I'm oh, crazy yeah. to work with because I am never happy with anything and I never am set with everything. So well, if see, I think yeah. if someone's like, if this wants to be changed or moved around, I'm like, sure, let's just redo the whole thing. So I thank you for sticking with me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm was, sure like he was getting was really stuff fun. done before me, which is crazy. So it was, I, let me, I, oh, I'm just moving my microphone because it's not pointing in front of my face and I'm currently on something, right? Okay, there we go. Microphone is in front of face. Oh boy, we're all good to go. But yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun. And so I don't know why you said like, oh, stick with me because it was like, no, I think you were doing what every single one of us would do when making a video. Whereas like, we do something, we're not happy with it. You know, if I can yeah. throw that one out the window, it's like, no, no, like, again, I think, I think people get it. You know, if you, if you make a video, if you make a script, things are going to change. And I, I think things when fairly fucking well i think so too. well I, you're fun to work with too and i'm also i, I don't give a shit about deadlines mm. so like <laughs> as as you can tell I yeah was that like, is that is something and, i noticed you know, yeah we tried to do this when i was like basically on vacation too when i was trying to work on this on the side um but yeah i don't know it it, it was really fun and uh for the yeah i don't know we did we did a video together please go watch it, it was, like favorite and subscribe Clunch the link will be it. in the description down below or if you're listening to this on on itunes or any other thing then just type in super Butterbarn's digital devil saga and you will find it i will be on there and i'm more than likely i've already done a, a segment to introduce the podcast where i go go watch it so you're pretty much <laughs> being told go watch it go watch it go watch it um so yeah no it was a lot of fun and I'm super, super glad to have you back on again. It has been way too long since you've been on here, actually. It's been a hot minute. I think the last time I did it, uh, I think the, the podcast, it was like two, close to two years ago. And I, I was also like in Norway, I think, when I was recording it. So I'm actually at home now. God, nice. that makes me want to puke, but it was two years ago. And it Isn't feels... that weird? We've known each other for that long? It, like... Yeah. It's kind but of I... scary. Yeah, I think about that a lot too with like Sophie because I like I, I came across her right, roughly I think around the same time as you because uh, that's when I started getting into Nier. Uh, Valkyrie Aurora. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I met her through you and, so, and I'm like yeah I think we've all we've all been friends getting close to like 
creeping up here to three years too because it was here since the podcast but i knew you since then yeah you know. it, it is it is just wild how fast time flies and terrifying as well i might add mm-hmm. um makes me shit my pants but you know i guess that's one thing we all have in common is one day we're all gonna turn to ash and i can't wait <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting i'm having like my midlife crisis at 24 and i'm like this is it i'm gonna go bald uh the <laughs> she's gonna take the kids i don't know what I'm oh my do. god <laughs> Oh, oh man! Gosh. But no, so I guess other than obviously the video coming out and stuff like that, uh, how are you mm-hmm. doing? How has your week been? How has your month been? How have things been in the world of Butterbuns? I I feel good actually. I feel like I'm finally getting things like figured out. I've been the most disorganized person like my entire life, and I'm finally sick of it. Yeah. So I'm like, this I, is it. I hear I'm your gonna... phone, bitch. <laughs> oh, there it is. Hold up, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's my lunch break. Speaking of organizing, oh that's my my, god. Lunch, my lunch breaks now. Yeah, I'm trying to organize myself more, um, and I actually just got, like, a membership with my rec center, so I'm gonna start swimming more. Uh, oh, so can, nice. Like, exercise. Yeah, because I used to swim um, when I was younger, like, competitively. Believe it or not, I was, like, a whale in water, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just, that's kind of it. Um, I, I, I really, really want to, like, just crack down and actually pump out content consistently, consist- eh, consistently, because you see so many of these other channels, God, I love them. I, I I envy them so hard because they they can pump out a video like every week or something like that every every Ugh. other day, and I'm like, what are you guys smoking? Or like, what like how much crack are you guys I, on? I got I'm I'm on the same wavelength there. Like, don't get me wrong, I I completely respect it, but then I'm also like, I ha- am I just really slow? Yeah, am I just bad at this? Or like like what are these other who are they doing? And then you realize they have like a whole team of people. Yeah. And like, you know, or 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 they're like the most motivated person alive or you oh, know sure. or someone's ghostwriting it or something like that. But you know. It takes me teams. like it takes me half a month to write a script. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, all of my videos end up being like a million hours long, so it's like, oh god. Like the scripts aren't uh easy <laughs> for sure. No, not at all, no. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, yeah, it is. It it get, it gets tiring, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? If they can release videos every week, then God bless them. I hope they get that bread every single goddamn week. Honestly, they deserve it. They really do. I so yeah, that's just kind of like I'm, I'm envying other YouTubers. I want to be productive for once in my life. So other than that, I'm doing good. <laughs> no, I'm good. on top of it. I'm I'm getting shit done. Yeah, now, I, I was like going through the comments on the DDS video, and so many people mm. were like, "Oh, Buns is alive!" And I'm like, "They Buns hasn't like not posted in a long time." Like, I, yeah. I, but then I started thinking about about like other content creators, and as you said, how fast they pump out content. So it's like if you don't post on YouTube in like two months or so, like people think you're dead. Yeah, I think I think the two month mark is really kind of where they start to think you're you're you've disappeared. Because I know a lot of people who upload once a month, and that seems to do just fine. Um, I mean, but I... yeah, you get you get you get anywhere past that six week mark, and they're like, oh my god, oh my god, she's she's dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is it. the channel's over. And, and then and then like to no one's surprise, like I don't I don't work that much during summers because it's hot and I'm miserable and like you know <laughs> I, I got stuff to do, but. Um, so then I come back, you know, what I assumed is not a very long time. It was only about three months. Um, and then the video drops and it's half an hour and everyone's like, oh my God, you're back from the dead. I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. This like the, pr- and then the pressure builds and it's like, oh my God. It's like th- these people will just completely, you know, you just 
passing thought. You're dead. You're dead to them after three months. So it is scary. Like even it's after fine, a... guys. YouTube's fun. It, everyone should try it. Uh, <laughs> even after a month, I I get people saying like, uh, "Oh, I'm glad you're not dead, Clemps." And I'm like, "I didn't realize I was." I, I yeah. really I released a podcast like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, another. This is just how it is. Oh, that's how I feel too. It's like I've been I've been on Twitter or I've been uploading to the side channel the entire time, like actual videos, and everyone's like, "Where that? Where is everything?" And I'm like, <sighs> you know, you just wish you had like a massive megaphone, yeah, or something like that. Like, I'm not dead. Here's something cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I appreciate the, the fact you're concerned, but also yeah. please, <laughs> I have other things to keep you amused. <laughs> yeah, uh. no, it doesn't start off with those banjos, so. Oh my god! I I got a, it was a very 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 weird to have a video where I'm in it and it started off with the banjos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it seems like people really really liked your cameo though. Like I, I definitely I think one of the most positively received cameos I think in any of my videos. Um, because you know normally anytime you bring on a guest or something like that, people are like uh, you know a little more hesitant because it's not the voice they're used to hearing. But they sure. really really loved you, um, which made me really happy. Happy, considering yeah, no, there's so sure. much work into it. Um, and uh, yeah, for those who don't know, that that video does not say he is featured in the video at all. No, um, no. And it's it's so we made that was intentional just because um, we wanted to have a little surprise, and it's for a joke yeah. later down the line. And it seems like that is a pretty good way to handle it. So I guess the other creators out there, like, have fun with it. You don't have to tell them it's a collab. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I feel Sneak like I'm gonna go there. completely against that right now because I I want to drop <laughs> I want to drop the fact that like, literally it's like you don't have to tell people and I'm like fuck that fucking swiping shit off the desk like no okay so uh, I know a lot of you and I mean like a fair number of you really want to see Kingdom Hearts come back on my channel and mm -hmm. the reason why oh god I'm I'm so sorry the reason why <laughs> it was dead uh, I shouldn't say dead the reason why I haven't done it in such a long time is because I got super burnt out on making Kingdom Hearts videos. It, mm -hmm. it got to the point where you can only make so many jokes about light and darkness every video, and it starts to get, like, dull for you. And I'm like, wow, I'm sick of seeing this fucking kid's face. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of seeing Sora and, his, and the, fucking, the fucking wacky bunch. I'm like, goddamn, I just want to do something a little bit different. And it's like, now I'm in that loop. I'm like, oh, I've got, I now have to, like, try and find myself back in the Kingdom Hearts yeah, uh, get myself... your way back in. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I came up with a with an ingenious idea. Um, so obviously you had you've made cameos in my last Kingdom Hearts videos. Like I think mm -hmm. maybe one and Birth by Sleep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this time I ranted about Kyrie and Aqua for a little bit. You did, yeah. And uh, I feel like this time we're gonna we're gonna piss off a lot of angry gamers by having you back. <laughs> For, for, all, for all the people who go, go oh, I hope she's not coming back with a fucking yeah. voice. Well, sorry, because <laughs> Buns, <God>. is <laughs> Buns is going to be making a, a whole uh, collab in uh, DDD. Yay! I'm super. Oh, yeah, for Digital Devil Saga 2. Yeah, Clumps will be coming back for that as well. Hang on. Oh, yes! Oh. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Wasn't that a question later? I'm sorry, I think no, I jumped the I'm, gun on I'm that. talking about DDD, Dream Drop oh, Distance. Oh, Dream Drop Distance! Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I heard DD. Yes, I my poor dyslexic was brain. DDD, like... silly! No, yeah, but... Dream Drop Distance, yes, the one I definitely am the meanest towards. Um, <laughs> and I, oh, this is going to be interesting then. It's going to be, yeah, well, I, I still like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten around with DDD over the years and stuff. Cause I, I do appreciate it as kind of like this little, 
this little pedestal lifter for Kingdom Hearts three. You know, it, sure. it, it raises the stakes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it kind of and it you know and, and it re- as messily as I think it does near the end, it does wrap up like you know it sets the stage. It's like okay, here are all the playing pieces. Everything's ready to go. Um, but yeah, I still enjoy DDD, so I'm excited to talk about it again. Um, just because uh, it's been a hot minute. I think it's definitely the game I've talked about the least. Um. Just because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, an unpopular opinion with uh, DDD. In that really? I, when I first played it, I kind of super loved it. And now this is really? going to be the second time I play it. So I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Do you think you're going to have a different perspective on it now? I mean, I don't want to force myself to, but I'm going to go into it with a, I'm, I, I think, like a, a fresh slate. Um, cause you know, I, I guess if I do go into it loving it, then I feel it will probably be my most controversial Kingdom Hearts opinion to date. Um, yeah, <laughs> try, yeah, trying to explain that shit is going to be difficult. So oy, not, not excited for that, but, um, I, it, it should still be, it should still be fun. So I guess I'm going to have to see whether or not my opinion holds true. Um, I definitely liked a lot of the levels and shit like that. And I feel like, mm. uh, the the freedom of like flying around and stuff. I was like, wow, I feel like a superhero. Yeah. This is great. I felt like a like a I felt great. It's like SSX tricking all over the goddamn city. It was, <laughs> I loved it. It's fucking yeah, awesome. It, it, it definitely it, it's definitely one of the more fun Kingdom Hearts. Um, like when you know gameplay wise and stuff. And the two point eight collection now that it's not on the three DS anymore and you can play it on the PS four yeah, yeah. um has made that game considerably much more fun for me. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, I guess, like, really the only issue I think most people have with DDD is really just that time travel stuff near the end. Um, and then, <sighs> yeah. yeah, which, again, everyone sighs at, too. But <laughs> but it seems like, you know, what just Kingdom Hearts is fun. Kingdom Hearts is a really fun series and stuff. And it's DDD, a lot of people kind of point to that game as, like, this is where the series starts to dip a little. And, and it's more, like, messy plot threads. And this is where they introduce a lot of the headache stuff. So yeah. it's always, DDD is always a fun game to talk about. Because on the one hand, it is a fun game. But on the other hand, like a lot of people say, no, this is it. This the, is the yeah. downfall of this Kingdom Hearts. This is the point where yeah. people started to lose hope. And that is interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be a, a weird one to jump back into. But I'm still pretty excited. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just to kind of like, I guess I, you know, fuck it. When I, when I get Kingdom Hearts DDD and um, Kingdom Hearts 3 out of the way, we, oh boy, that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. You have words to say on the on on the whole Kingdom Hearts three debacle. Um, yeah, j- just yeah, it, it's it's so wild. I get, I don't want to go too into it because obviously I know it's a, a topic which beaten has been to death yeah, for sure, yeah. beaten to death. But it, it, it was definitely wild to see the Kingdom Hearts fan base be so decisively split. Yeah, it really, it, well, it seems more of like a, like a 80-20 percentage almost, where it's like okay. 80% of people were like fine with it, and then 20% were really just not going to let that 80% not live it down. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, yeah, I like it, I, I for the most like... part though, for between hardcore fans, oh, it's definitely split. Yeah. Um, But mass audiences, at least like we're coming to just, you know, every six, like out of the opinions of six million people who played Kingdom Hearts 3... Majority of them are like, oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a cute sure, Disney sure. game and yeah. stuff. So that was pretty know. much. Yeah, that was pretty much my yeah. opinion. I, I played it and I was like, eh, it's no Kingdom Hearts two, but I was still like, it was. I had a good time. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can now put it down. I've played the game I've waited for for all this time. Ah, you know, 
good time, happy time. Now I can move on with my life. And I did. I did. Some people are stuck on that last step. Yeah. Well, until (laughs) until we see what the next Kingdom Hearts games turn into, I feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 will not be out of the firing line until, uh, you know, a a, a a fair hot while. It won't um, be out of the firing line until you're right. The next Kingdom Hearts game comes out, or until Final Fantasy 16 gets announced. Um, ooh, that one's which be will weird. definitely cause the pendulum to swing again. This is just this is just Square Enix's fake guys. People just hate them for no absolute goddamn reason. A well, lot. That's the funny um, thing. That's the funny thing is that I feel like I'm as I mentioned in my Dissidia video. Oh, ooh, I, I dropped it. Ooh, um, I'm making a Dissidia <laughs> video, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, whoa, whoa. Um, I bring up in that video in the in the the script that I am currently uh, editing around. Mm-hmm. That I feel like I'm one of Square Enix's like biggest fans, but I'm also one of their biggest fucking critics. Um, yeah, because it's it's funny. Like I feel like I am I am so in love with Final Fantasy fourteen right now. Um, I wasn't a fan of Final Fantasy thirteen, and I was not a fan of Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, as 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 uh, blah blah blah. You know, it's been said a million times of me. Uh, it kind of got it turned into a bit of an old meme on my channel, where it's like Final Fantasy fifteen stinky, but you know I think mm-hmm. like whatever, you know, it's blah 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 blah. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen might be good. <laughs> it seems like just just based off of the seven remake, which mind you, we 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 don't have yet. We don't know if it's gonna be any good, but just based off of the footage and everything, it yeah. seems that Square has finally got their footing with this generation. Um, as messy as 15 was, you know, it did come together. Um, and the, yeah, yeah. during that entire, I don't think people realize how, ter- like how messy that entire, you know, 14's original launch kind of bought everything. Ooh, yeah, that was... And it kind of, and it threw them into a financial tailspin for a few years, for a long time and stuff. And 15 was kind of them getting out of that tailspin. Um, and, you know, again, we, we know, we can see how bad those financial messes mess with 15's project and a bunch of other things too. Um, and just how much money they were dumping into crystal tools and how much they were like, like if you look yeah. at the financial records and stuff during that entire period, it's a mess. They change management like crazy. They're moving around people. They're freaking the fuck out. But now it seems that with Kingdom Hearts 3 doing well, Final Fantasy 15 making back its money on return at the very least. Mm. Um, Final and Fantasy then, 14 uh, you know, blowing... these other projects that they've done like near and stuff. Hmm? Yeah, I was going to say Final Fantasy 14 blowing the yeah. everyone's tits off and, right Yeah, now. and 14 having a massive turnaround because of Yoshi P and stuff. And they're, they're finally making money again, essentially, is what's happening. During that 13-15 period, it was a very big financial blight. But now that... So, now that they're actually making money again and they seem like they have more concrete studios that are actually coordinating with each other now. Yeah. Um, seven, it seems like, is the next start of Final Fantasy's, I, I guess you could say, you know, if this was like their their their, their 20-year, like, you know, their, their, like, Final Fantasy 10, 7, all that kind of shit was like the first 10 years of Square Enix and the next 10 years. Yeah. And now we're at like in the 30-year part of Square Enix where... Now they seem to have another vision for the future, and it seems like Seven Remake is hitting all the marks. I don't think I've seen a single person really complain at this point now that it looks bad. Um, back when we had no footage and there was all the speculation in the air, where yeah, everyone was yeah. really scared. But now it seems everyone's like, "Yo, this is cool. Yeah, make it five parts. Make it twelve parts. I don't give a shit. Just it, this looks amazing. Keep doing this." 
Um, I'm excited for Square Enix. I think they finally figured out what to do. Um, they're no longer developing in-house engines, which was a crazy, stupid time uh. sink and money that they kept insisting on doing. But now they're they're working with Unreal Engine, which they can actually outsource out their projects properly because most people work with Unreal, um, yeah. which is why they've gotten so much help on 7 Remake and why it looks as good as it does is because for they're sure. using a different engine. They're using the Unreal Engine, which Kingdom Hearts 3 was developed in. So they're saving money on engines. They're getting more people and the resources. Square Enix, in my opinion, is on the up and up. So, yay, be excited, but people won't let them have that until 7 comes out and blows everything out of the water. So mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I'm I, hoping, uh... for, the sake of, for the sake of their reputation, I hope Remake is as good as it looks. Um, and I hope that they... I, my worst fear is the project gets drops halfway through, which I Oy. don't think will happen, but... Um, yeah, that just, that, yay guys, Square Enix. <laughs> I know, right? I, I've heard a, a, a what I think I heard a rumor that, um, Final Fantasy, again, rumor, rumor, big neon lighting, rumor, mm-hmm. um, apparently Yoshi P is potentially going to be directing 16. Uh, I think that would, that sounds likely, just based off of, like, if they were smart, they would do that. <laughs> I would be so down to play with that idea, because, um... Yeah. I, I feel like with Yoshi P's rec- you know, current track record at, um... At saving 14 from ruin, um... Mm-hmm. The, the man has some, you know, he has some credentials, and I feel like, put, you know... At the same time, I'm, like, put him to work, but the man is already working his ass off on 14, so I'm like, oh, you know what, mm-hmm. don't give the man any more work. Don't, well, isn't, don't... wasn't, like... Oh, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, don't Nomura him out. Oh, yeah, make him work on, like, every other thing, with, like, yeah. one foot in each game. Yeah. Which Square uh, Enix are really loving to do with, with some of their more talented creators, and I'm like, guys, like... If you want them to make great shit, don't overwork them, please. Yeah, they seem they don't like taking risks. It seems with putting new blood in uh, in bigger positions. It seems like just because that, didn't they do that with thirteen though? They gave it to some people who were were kind of like little newer to this, or am I mistaken? They gave it to 13? a man who just who loved to stroke his dick to anime girls, and it turned into uh, thirteen. There we go. Um, so <laughs> yeah, because well, like. You know, in the early stages and stuff, Nomura became director of Kingdom Hearts and stuff because he was just, you know, he was just the one who wanted to do it. And he was an artist at the time. So they kind of like, sure, take it. Yeah. Um, but now it seems like because they're so big and they're so there's so much of a budget behind them that they really just want to get these out to senior positions because it seems like they're scared to take those risks again. Mm-hmm. Passing out random director positions to just, you know, some hot shot in the office who wants it. So. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, but no, but at the same time, they're going to be, I feel so sad for Nomura. The man's almost 50 and it's Oof. like... <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's gonna keep working on Kingdom Hearts. Um, if Seven Remake is does really well, then he's literally going to die making a Final Fantasy game. I probably. Oh, my poor um, son, my poor man. Yeah, so I, I, these people work their asses off and stuff. But give, give my man's a delightful Hawaii adventure, please. Yeah, see, <laughs> they all need vacations. Every single one of them. I know they really do. Like, especially with the whole crunch thing that's going on lately. Like, I know that's mm-hmm. more kind of like a thing which is going on in the the west i guess people are being more um they're being more like guys like you know we can see through your shit stop overworking your workers you know like yeah. stop it and uh i feel like that's definitely something which is more of a western movement but i, I could yeah. be wrong for all i know but well, um, horse testicles though i mean we gotta have those uh <laughs> those mm. high risk horse testicles from 2k Ay. oh my god yeah i, I don't the at the same time, I get it. They're companies. They have to make money. They have to return their investors and stuff. And, like, I'm always going to be, you know, pro non-crunch. Take your time. Because yeah. Considering the fact that I've gotten older and stuff, and, like, you know, mind you, I'm still very young, but... <laughs> 
I feel like an old soul, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I can wait eight years for a game, guys. Take your time. <laughs> Listen, Buns, you've been, you've been in the gaming biz as long as any of us. <laughs> oh, but no, so I, on the topic of Square Enix, I have mm-hmm. a question here um, from, and these are questions from Twitter. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Uh, from Sui Sui Barakat. Um, they ask, uh, hi, how are you doing, lovely people? I was wondering if Clemps will be in the second part for Beginners of SMT DDS, which is a yes. Um, mm. also, are you excited for Dragon Quest XI S? Love you both. Now, Buns, mm-hmm. will you be buying Dragon Quest XI S? I, I will because of your recommendation. And also, oh. um, like, my, you know, Shiv, my roommate, and uh, my friend Colin and stuff, he works at, like, the RPG side. They've been, like, talking it up like crazy, and, like, I just, he, I keep hearing nothing good, good things about Dragon Quest, so I'll be taking the plunge. Yay! Um, <laughs> Yeah, Woo-hoo! I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's uh, that that game. Like, I can't believe how much it blew me away. I, I was expecting it because I, I I really liked Dragon Quest VIII. I thought that game was solid, uh, but mm. I wouldn't call it like a a favorite game. I'd say it was up there as being like a game which I would consider great. Um, which is you know fucking most JRPGs I play to be fair. But mm. um, Dragon Quest Eleven, I was like, wow, this game looks really pretty. I can't wait to play it. And then after I completed it, I was like, oh fuck. Uh, I think this is my second favorite game ever. Like, it's just below Final Fantasy IX. Like, this is fucking crazy. What the hell? Um, what is so good about it, though? I'm curious, because what I've seen, you know, it every it looks, like, sharp as crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks all okay, tricked so, down pretty. It looks like a Dragon Quest game, but what about it specifically is so good compared to everything what else? What it does, it takes the old turn-based formula that all JRPGs do, and it does exactly what you just said. It is... It makes it, like, crisp. It is, like, everything is so on point for what you want a turn-based game to be. Mm-hmm. It, they have pretty much perfected the turn-based game with Dragon Quest. Uh, with Dragon Quest Eleven, I should say. And with Dragon Quest Eleven S, they've added so many more features to make it even better. Um, mm-hmm. The story is, is in my opinion, I, I really love the story. Uh, you know, it, it's it's more of, like, a... What's, what's, the, what's the thing? It has quite a basic story where it's like, okay, like, heroes have to go and stop the bad guy. They have to get the things to stop the bad guy. But what they connect it with are fantastic character moments. Mm. So, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you meet an old man later who the main character has a real connection with. And he has an amazing arc where he is, like, talking to a gravestone of his daughter, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's like, ah, ouch, ouchie. And it's really, really painful, and I, like, I just, I weep, I weep for the man. <laughs> and there's, of course, my boyfriend, Silvando, um, who is, like, the most flamboyant, amazing inclusion I think uh, Dragon Quest game has ever included. I love him. Yeah, he, I remember you telling me about him before. He is my boyfriend, and I love the fact that his ship has, like, a... Yeah, uh, there are these, like, weird gimp-ass motherfuckers in Dragon Quest that are essentially, like, berserkers, but the berserker who, like, pilots his ship is, like, a... He wears a pink gimp mask, and I'm like, of course he does, I love him. <laughs> uh, and he's just so extra flamboyant, and they actually have, like, an arc in there where it's essentially a... It's a coming-out story. Ah, oh, ding-dong doorbell, who, who is it? One second, you have to hold that thought. That's fine. Bunch goes to answer the door! Okay, so continuing about uh, about my boy Silvando, uh, Silvando has like one of the 
sweetest kind of coming out moments with his father later on, and it's dealt in a way which is like, it's the kind of thing where if if you want to say it's not a coming out thing, that's fine. But to me, I'm like, is ooh, come on now. It's like, oh, I I I ran away from home because I I couldn't be what you wanted me to be, father. I wanted to be a flamboyant like, you know, performer, and you wanted mm-hmm. me to be a warrior, and then the the dad ends up being like, ah, you can be, like, uh, you know, uh, you can be a performer if you want, son, I still love you anyway, and I'm like, come on now. <laughs> 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 yeah, and there are just, like, so many other wonderful character moments in it, and as I said before, like, the gameplay is super sleek for a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. It is really fun, you can, like, chain together some really fun things, you go into, like, uh, like, like your limit breaks essentially mean you get pepped up and you can do really fun combos of everyone. It's it's just a fantastic, like sprawling, long ass JRPG, and it's like it's like mm, it's like fine wine. You just want to take it all in. I love it. Just a big old hunk of gamer cheese. It really is, yeah. And like uh, <laughs> a lot of people who have recommended it too, they've been like, oh, thank you so much. Like this is, this is great. Great yeah, game. I have. I've heard. I've heard nothing but good things. It seems so. Like I'll, I'll definitely have to just take the plunge. You know, I'm, I, I'm a JRPG enthusiast, and I haven't played a Dragon Quest. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> eleven is definitely a great place to start. Um, if if you weren't doing eleven, I'd recommend eight. Like that's a lot. That's one of uh, a lot of people always start off with because eight mm-hmm. is um, it's kind of similar to eleven in, in a lot of ways. It's very sprawling, like a you know, massive. Uh, 3D kind of like wow, this is crazy. This is so good. Um, but yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven is just um, let's just say it takes a lot of traditional things which happen in JRPG in JRPG. Sorry, and um, it doesn't flip them on its on its head exactly. It's nothing we haven't seen before, but it does it in a way which is which is still interesting and it's still mm-hmm. written well. And the character designs are really really nice. You know, just everything looks super amazing, super pretty. Obviously, there had to be a graphical downgrade on the Switch, mm-hmm. which is a shame, but... What does it run on the Switch? Does it run on, like, 720p or something, or is it... Yeah, I want to say 720p. Like, I've, I've been playing the demo on a handheld lately, and it looks like you'd expect a big game to look like on, on handheld, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit artifacty, but... Other than well, that, the stylization. It's... I mean, like I've seen, I've seen footage just from because like how the you know, the art style of that game. I think it looks perfectly fine. You know, they're suitable. Oh yeah. Uh, have you have you seen The Witcher? <laughs> Valley. Oh god, me, I haven't. <laughs> oh no, what is it? Oh god. The native resolution for The Witcher on the Switch is 540p. Are you fucking um, kidding me? Yeah, which, again, if you played that game, makes sense. It's the only logical way to get that thing to run on the oh, Switch. Oh no. But. Personally, I'm not I'm not a sucker for graphics. I don't really care. But 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 I do think, you know, you should have your resolution in mind for your art style and The Witcher was not designed to like the art style was not meant for 540p. It's meant oh. for 4K. Um versus say something like Dragon Quest 11 where 720p or anything lower than that because it's got more cutesy stylized. Look, you don't notice that fuzziness. You don't notice those, you know, just whatever, whatever the hell the Witcher's got going oh, on. So that's gonna be fun. I the fact that it runs it at all, I think is cool. I love the Switch. I'm really excited to play Eleven on it just because of that mobility thing. Yeah, you know? for sure. But yeah, I, I do find it really funny when they try to shove like the fact that they're trying to shove the Witcher three on there. I think it's going to run terribly. Oh, like just doo-doo. based off of the resolution, it's or it's guaranteed to run terribly. <laughs> so, oh uh, boy, fun times. <laughs> oh, Buy I... Dragon Quest Eleven instead of The Witcher three is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh yeah, and uh, fucking. <laughs> 
At least I think The Witcher 3 is like one of my favorite open world games. So to hear that it looks like complete shit on the Switch, I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, play it, play it, play it anywhere else but that system. Definitely. <laughs> it's designed yeah. for anything but that system. No, for sure. I, I think this is a perfect time to move on to the next question uh, mm-hmm. from at RegenHana3. Uh, and they say, hey, what's up? Not much, thank you very much. Uh, love your editing and writing buns. Same to you, Clemps. Thank you for including me there. <laughs> Considering <laughs> Kingdom Hearts and where it's going next, would you be up for a Kingdom Hearts of all original content and no Disney? Or, if you could replace the Disney aspect with any other franchise, what would you replace it with? <sighs> That's a toughie. Well... I would be interested in seeing a Kingdom Hearts without Disney, just because there is enough original content in Kingdom Hearts to support something like that. I agree. I don't think it'll ever happen, just because I think they are very synonymous with each other. Um, I've seen some people argue that you could take the Disney out of Kingdom Hearts and it would still be a Kingdom Hearts game. I do agree with you there, but I also feel like, you know, it's the same thing of re- removing a kidney. It's nothing really sure. works the same. You know, <laughs> it's like, like it, it, it's sure you can do it, but like at what cost? Um, so that. Yeah, I just, like, uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like the future Kingdom Hearts is very open. I don't really know. Uh, personally, what I'm hoping for, what they will do, is uh, just go for, like, a give back cover an actual game that isn't a mobile game. Um, preferably make it, like, some kind of MMO or something like that. Like that a would be MMO, really like fun. 14. Um, well, because, you know, people based off of the information, I'm just going to make sure everyone knows this, the future of Kingdom Hearts is going, is in Kingdom Hearts Union. The plot is leading up to where the future of the series is going. Ooh. Obviously, and if you've seen Kingdom Hearts 3, that should be incredibly obvious that that, yeah. is, that Union is the future of Kingdom Hearts. Um, and I hate the fact that it is stuck on a mobile game. Um, so if, personally, um, I think... A Kingdom Hearts game coming with less Disney is actually more likely now, just because Kingdom Hearts 3 seemed to be that big Disney blowout sure. that they've always wanted to do, which was essentially recreate the scenes frame for frame, and they did that, and they've done that, but Union seems more focused on actual Kingdom Hearts lore um, and original characters, so expect the next series to probably delve a little more deeper into that stuff, and to probably make up for... You know, I'm sure I know a lot of people are hoping for like, you know, exploring like Hall Bastions. I just expect more original Kingdom Hearts lore stuff in the future. Totally. Because we're we're out of we're out of Xehanort stuff now. We have to make new characters or we have to expand more like more lore now. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, be excited. I don't think the next Kingdom Hearts game will like, obviously, I don't think it, it won't have Disney in it. It will always have Disney in it. Yeah. Um. Uh, considering Disney owns the rights to it. I don't. <laughs> People don't seem to know that Disney actually owns the rights to Kingdom Hearts. It is not Square Enix. I, I guess you um, could argue the fact that, so, that all of the original characters that are being made are Disney characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not sure if they actually own all of the IP or just like just the Disney aspect of it. Because from my oh, understanding, okay. Sora is owned by Disney. Um, my poor just boy. because. Well, because he uses Mickey Mouse, um, like, on his keychain key uh, and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's Disney branding. So if you use the mouse on stuff, it is owned by Disney. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I <laughs> That would be very strange to see, like, just Kingdom Hearts stuff. Uh, but I think you need that kind of happiness Disney element to kind of balance out Kingdom Hearts. Because, like, it, it is, like, this nice little halfway point between, like, really emo and really happy. Definitely. Um, so I think if you remove one of those, you kind of lose what makes Kingdom Hearts special. Uh, and I don't think Kingdom Hearts needs Final Fantasy. I'm just gonna say that. I don't <gasps> think it needs it. I know, gasp! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> scandal. I know. I don't think Kingdom Hearts needs Final Fantasy. And um, and I personally, I, I, even though I mentioned that I was bothered by the fact that there wasn't Final Fantasy characters in three, um, I didn't consider it crucial. Um, and I, I, I just thought Sephiroth and Cloud were really the only like necessary ones because of consistency reasons. But do I think they're necessary? No. See, I so... disagree with you to an extent. I believe that the Final Fantasy, whilst like the Disney shit and the original character stuff were made up like the base. The mm. Final Fantasy stuff was a little bit of fucking seasoning. Yeah, it's you know, seasoning. I would yeah. say it's seasoning. And that's the I thing. like it. I, I like seasoning yeah. in my food. Otherwise, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I miss the seasoning. You know, I miss that fucking seasoning. I want the seasoning back. It's like, I'm yeah. eating this dinner. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really tasty. But it's missing something. That's what I'm yeah. like. Because I, I remember... Some of my fondest memories when I was younger playing Kingdom Hearts 1 I was like, oh, it's Tidus, it's Waka, you know? And I was like, whoa, like, it's like combined with like fucking Mickey Mouse. And this is so weird. But I, I remember it was that weirdness that, that brought it a level of of charm. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, this, this may be a bit of a long shot. I guess this may be a bad take, but I'm willing to embrace my bad takes. Uh, like, like armor. Um... I believe that if you lose something which gives a game charm, then people might just eventually slowly lose interest. Because it's like, okay, so the weirdness of Kingdom Hearts, like, for like, a lot of, like, I'm going to call them normal people, they're like, yeah. wow, <laughs> Final Fantasy, Disney, how strange. I might dip my toes into that and see, you know, see the kind of weirdness for myself. But if mm -hmm. not, it's just kind of like, it's Disney and original character people who aren't Final Fantasy characters. Okay. You know, like, fair enough. Yeah. But there, there, it was that, it was the Final Fantasy that gave, that, like, that element which gave it, like, an, it gave it this, this, this taste of strange, you know? Because otherwise, otherwise, like, fuck it, like, having original characters messing around with Disney, it's like, well... They are technically, technically Disney characters. So you can just see it as like an edgy Disney game, really. Yeah, but you want a rogue element in there. Yeah, you want, you want, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Which rogue I element. I get, trust me. I'm not against the cameo thing sure. either. Um, I just like, I I just don't think that, I, I don't know. I don't know people who thought that, that, that the Final Fantasies were crucial to the plot. Like, I get them there as, a, oh, as I disagree. an answer to yeah. the experience. Um, but I don't know. I just like, I, the more it seems like he is dead set on just moving the original characters along, which mind you, they have at this point have become more popular than Final Fantasy characters have. Um, Sora is more popular than Titus when it comes to like, sure. yeah. just, just like just cultural relevance and stuff and, and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they feel even if it is even necessary to bring them in anymore. Um, just because the the Kingdom Hearts backlog is getting so big, and Namora is incapable of killing off his characters. Um, literally, he we've really seen that is. now. He is incapable, and I don't care if you Kingdom Hearts three. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. Trust me. <laughs> it literally yeah. doesn't. Um, so uh, just because of because we know he didn't die. Um, spoilers, yeah, I true. guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, with the uh, with final thing, I know it's it, it's a it's a big debate with people. I like obviously like seasoning. Who doesn't like who who hate like people hate bland food? I <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I guess I guess like my argument for it would be like having avocado toast about like the olive oil and the salt. Yeah, I get you know that. <laughs> like I'm just like ah, oh, it's it's missing that. Bam, you know it's like goddamn, I I I miss my Leon. 
I miss my Yuffie. Because they were they were nice characters Additions. that you could return to, you know, and you were like, ah, yeah. oh, the gang. Well, here. they were the anchors. They were the anchor. Yeah. Because um, yeah, everyone loves callbacks in sequels. Everyone loves that, which I think Kingdom Hearts 3 has a lot of those, but they're not the ones people thought they would be, you know? Right, yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I really get that. Um, it, What was I going to say about it? It's... I don't know. Yeah, that's really it. I know it sucks. It really does suck. I know some people want it. And I wonder if they'll take the criticism of three and they'll bring them back. Um, <sighs> or feel, feel like they have to based off of pressure. I don't think Namora even cares. Uh, I don't think he reads anything, really. Um, what he seems do you, kind of crapped in his own world, so. What do you think about the the rumor that he didn't include Final Fantasy characters because he was bitter about 15? <sighs> It, that's I a, yeah. think that has some weight. I, I actually agree. do. Um, just because Namora, from what I have read about him, he takes his stuff very seriously. He was very hurt about 15's, um, like, just him being moved off the project and also 13's can- or versus 13's cancellation yeah. and change. Um, he was not happy with any of that shit. Uh, and you can sense a lot of that stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3 just based off of all of the weird... Um, like parallel reference references to thir- versus 13 and people in interviews ask him and he's like no nah, no nah, that's something else that's yeah you know, it's like, <laughs> come on why would, you, why would you spend thousands of dollars recreating essentially your canceled project and put it in your game in a commercial it's just like you know like he's motivated no more will never ever show his entire cards um yeah i think that was definitely a factor i don't think it was the factor i think he was also trying you know he's obviously a busy man he was probably more focused on you oh, know the, the busiest to man the main yeah cast. Um, cause it is a very large main cast and I don't think like he, the fact that he managed to write three, in my opinion, as good as he did with how it turned down. I know people like, oh, you know, <laughs> there was a lot to juggle. Um, and I think, you know, I think chopping the Final Fantasy characters, rather it saved time, resources or a headache, you know, I, it's, will they ever come back? Maybe. Will, will we never see them again? Also, maybe. Yeah. Um, will we see the world's end of view characters in the next game over Final Fantasy? Most likely. I was, um, I was about to say that because the yeah. other part of this question as well was, um, if you could replace the Disney element with any other franchise, what would you replace it with? I was also going to add on top of that, if you could replace Final Fantasy with any other franchise, what would you replace it with? I don't know if there's anything in there that would work as good as Final Fantasy or, like, basically other Nomura characters. Things yeah. that match artistically. Because the reason why the the, uh, the Final Fantasy characters work so well with the Kingdom Hearts one is because they look the same. <laughs> yeah. Friends, you know? It's yeah. Like, so, like, the, you know, the Disney and the anime clash, you can tolerate because it's just one thing. But, like, I, I wonder, I don't know if there's another series I could put in there that would actually work, that would make it seem, like, sticking out like a sore thumb. Um... <laughs> That's valid. What would make it interesting, um, though? I'll find the night to come back to this, but... I don't know. What would you put? That's a better question. Well, that's the thing. I feel like work on what you had in DDD. Bring back the World Ends of You characters. Yeah. Just expect... Like, bring in some of the villains. You know, just make it weird. Make it weird. Again, it, it is... The whole thing with Kingdom Hearts is... It's been like this for years at this point. Kingdom Hearts is a weird franchise. Yeah, now it's Kingdom Hearts is a confusing franchise. <laughs> that I, I feel like we've made a big step. And part of that weirdness was this completely strange dynamic between Final Fantasy and Disney. So replace it for another Square Enix brand. Replace it with The World Ends With You. We've already done it. 
you know, it's not like we can do it again, and I feel like Namora is probably closer with those characters than he is with, like, any Final Fantasy character. Well, I mean, just based off of the secret ending, that's probably what's going to happen anyway. I mean... Yeah. You know, it, yeah, he, it seems like he just... Well, it's so funny, people never really picked up on this, but it, it, most of the all the Final Fantasy characters that were in Kingdom Hearts, guys, were ones de- designed by him. All of them. Most, if not all of them. I never um, fucking realized that. Yeah, every single, most of them. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think Vivi, um, if I, check the Final Fantasy IX characters he designed, but he designed most of the characters, I think, from five up. Holy shit, um, dude. So if you check that, he, all of the main char- all of the Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts were at one point either conceptualized by Namora or designed by Namora. Um, and so I feel like the world's end of the view is the, obviously the next logical solu- like step just because... Those are all his characters. I think he, you know, he he just wants to keep putting his characters in. So, you know, if you, if you can expect anything, just expect a yeah. Namora-designed character. Expect the bouncer guy to get in there. I don't know. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I feel know? like definitely is in terms of, like, uh, if I could replace the Disney aspect, it would have to be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> get, get Frank in get there. Get Danny giving, DeVito in there. Yeah, get Danny DeVito in there giving Sora some crack. Like, just... <laughs> It'll be beautiful. I'd love to see I, that. I want the View girls, like the hosts of the View, to get into Kingdom Hearts. I feel like that'd be fun. Get ru- <laughs> let's oh, let's spice it up. Get fucking RuPaul's Drag Race in there. Fuck it. Let's get real strange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that'd be beautiful. Uh, now, I've got a, I guess, moving on from that question. Because it has been a Kingdom Hearts... Not that I'm surprised, but it's been a yeah. slightly Kingdom Hearts-centric thing. I feel like... If conversations about Square Enix games comes up between me and you, it tends to be Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Uh, um, well, I feel like that switch, you know, the switch in my brain goes off, and I'm like, I gotta talk about this <laughs> or else I'll die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm completely the same, trust me. Um, there's a really, really quick question here from at Neko Thieves. They say, I know it's a little bit out of left field, but do you enjoy Neil Breen movies and that type of film? Yes. Yes. Yes, big I love <laughs> Neil Breen. Uh, for those of you who do not know Neil Breen, I recommend you look up the YMS Neil Breen review. Very, very funny. Um, Neil Breen is a is a filmmaking genius. <laughs> yeah, he it's he is I think perfected so bad it's good. Um, just yeah. because the guy has no self awareness whatsoever, and 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 even the more popular he gets, the bigger budget he gets, they actually get worse, which is amazing. Because uh, normally it's the other way around, like Tommy Wiseau or whatever. Once they, you know, they, they break because they made something so bad, um, and it get you know gets all popular, and then they get money because of the popularity. So then they they get self aware. Yeah. And then they try to make something bad on purpose, and then it falls flat, which is the case, you know, with, like, a few filmmakers like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Breen is so resilient towards his success, because he keeps doing the same mistakes over and over and over again, no matter how popular he gets, the, the which funny, is incredible. Yeah, like, the weird <laughs> thing with Neil Breen is I watched a couple of his interviews, and he's, apart from one of them, he sounds like a reasonably, like, well-coherent man. You know, like, yeah. he, he's emoting, which is unlike any of his films. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's just, it, the, his films are so quotable. And I I, yeah. I love them for that. Just, um, like, oh, just a, isn't that immoral? <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, just a, we love the, the laptop stuff. Oh, I guess, I, I gotta get, I guess to explain to people what the, what, why these movies are so, like, oh, God, yeah. And stuff. For the YMS video will explain most of it if you watch that. I, However, ooh, yeah, like, Neil <laughs> Breen is, 
his plots revolve around the government being bad, mm-hmm. hacking, um, s- him superpowers. Specifically, him having the superpowers, and no one else. Oh, or I should, <laughs> or really, well, not even superpowers. More like him being an omnipotent being. Yeah, like, he's like yeah. God in human form, coming here to fuck with people, and then. Oh, um, also, there's just like random shots of him just like walking around and like just like trust. Half the movies are just like stock footage too. For sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> so hiring great. hiring hot models so he can suck their toes. Oh, they're um, porn stars. They have to be. They have to be porn stars. Most of the female actresses in there and stuff. Like, because none of them know how to act. But they're all, like, overly attractive to be there. Yeah. It's, and, it's, like... They're working on a budget. Crazy. And you know what? God bless them. You know, you gotta you got pay your family some way. If Neil Breen gives you a check so, you know, you can fucking lay in a bed with your side boob out, fuck it. Like, you know, you do that. <laughs> Buy little Timmy his fucking lucky charms. Do you know what I mean? Like, goddamn. Yeah. But it's also like, oh man, imagine having to make out of Neil Breen. Oh, I can't even make fun of the man because goddamn, I, I, I respect the game. <laughs> yeah, it's that hair, you know? He, the thing about Neil Breen, right? People can mock Neil Breen until the cows come home. But the thing of Neil Breen is the man wanted to make some movies. He made some movies. He, he is. He made, he made the same movie three times, and and, and it's we great. love him. We love him for it. Yeah, and and the thing, even if even if people love his movies, people are still buying his movies. He is still mm-hmm. experiencing success, and fuck it, we don't even know it. I mean, I highly doubt that he is so. He probably knows that people mock him, but he's probably in the mindset of people don't understand art. You yeah, know, you, oh, you, oh, yeah, oh, for sure, for you sure. Can, you can laugh at my movies, that's fine. Did but you see my... Twisted Pear? Because I actually re- <laughs> like, I My friend to... saw that oh. in theaters, and then he actually bought it, and then we watched it at my house. Um, And uh, Twisted Pear, I think, is his best movie, for sure. Fuck, I need to watch it. It does all of the things. It does, again, the same exact things wrong. I think most of the movie is filmed in the University of Phoenix at night. Amazing. Um, <laughs> And then uh, this is where he finally figured out how to do some, like, keyframing and stuff. So he, like, jumps from, like, stock photo pictures of, like, buildings while they're exploding. It's Sam exploding. Whoa. Effects, like, every time. It's crazy. It's, and it's... And it's like he's made so much. Like, he's done a lot of shooting. Like, these films take time, and he just doesn't seem to improve at all. Ever. I sincerely... And they just keep getting worse yeah. somehow, which is... I love it. I absolutely adore it. I, I this, uh, this man is so resilient to everything. He really I hope is he, God. I hope, he, I hope he makes, like, an, a nice collection of movies so we can have, like, the Neil Breen collection. But mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't... Um, What's the word? I, I guess he he doesn't kind of um, burn us out on Breen, you yeah, know? Because like he just gets too Breeny up in this Breen, and we're getting so tired of seeing like his butt cheeks exposed. Yeah, <laughs> like the the thing about the thing about Breen is that he really likes his one message, yeah. um, and his one message is government bad. I am a superhero of sorts. Uh, government bad. Uh, oh, sorry, no, corporations are bad as well. Uh, have you heard about the banks lately? I was about to say that the general banks. He never. Uh, that's uh, that's one thing I always love about his his writing. That he said he never specifies anything. It's always the banks, was the it, government, uh, the best, the quote. agencies. <laughs> was it? I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot this damn car full of holes. No! 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 <laughs> <laughs> the president of the bank just committed suicide. <laughs> 
Yeah, they refer to they refer to like officials yeah. as like the president of the bank or like the president of the business or but something I mean, like that. The man must like a two year old. He must. He okay. This is the thing. again. I do not think Neil Breen is an idiot. I think he must be smart in order to make the money he has to have to have, to have the budget he needs to, in order to make all of these movies. He's definitely one of the more interesting people, I think, because it it is just kind of perplexing watching watching this and being like they they they, they took time to shoot this, edit this. Several people were involved in this. Okay, he had to get my, a bunch of people on board. It's <laughs> my game theory is that Neil Breen is a reasonably smart human being, apart from when it comes to film, and then he just shuts down. Yeah, I I, I believe it. He probably yeah, he probably just has like a painfully boring job somewhere as a professor or something, and then he's like, "Yo, kids, I th- like- I think I heard somewhere he's either a real estate agent or he's a lawyer." Mm-hmm. Either of, I feel like yeah, that could explain why what that could explain why he comes across so bland. Um, <laughs> you know, God bless him. Uh, the legend, but no, if you guys haven't watched Neil Breen, get some friends together, get some drinks like I do right now, I'm on my second Asahi beer, so the party's really getting crazy now, folks. Um, and yeah, just enjoy some Breen. Uh, to yeah. quote to quote YMS, work as sheer Breenius. <laughs> <laughs> Grab some friends. They are great party movies, though, honestly. That's like, the, that's like a go-to, if you're oh. not sure what to watch. Fuck yeah, no, seriously. They are so, so fun to watch with friends. Uh, so I guess moving on from Breen, we have a question here from uh, Doodly Oodly. I like your name, my friend. Uh, have you ever had a piece of media, or at least a moment from them, scare you when you were younger, where it either gave you nightmares, or just plainly stuck with you for life? If so, what are we? Uh, what are they? Love you both, by the way. Love you too, Doodly Oodly. All right. Well, for me, I got a lot because, like, you know, as a kid, everything freaks you out. Back then, also, like, what was up with like all the puppet use back then, like the Dark Crystal and all that? Yeah, <laughs> like, everything's See, so I, freaky. I've answered this uh. question so many times, but you have not. So far away. Take the stage. Okay. Well, I'm point blank. I'm really scared of dolls. Um, but specifically, I guess a ch- a, a thing of child's media that scared me. Um, because there's plenty of like adult stuff that I saw. You know, you know like passing movie posters yeah. and things. But as a kid, I accidentally grabbed um, at Blockbuster, or was like movie gallery. Uh, it was the live action Pinocchio movie, Ooh, which is okay. fucking terrifying. And if you look up that thing, it's literally like just one puppet, big blue eyes and stuff. It moves like Satan. Ugh. Um, and you know, my peanut brain picks up that movie. I'm like, I like Pinocchio and I watch it and I'm traumatized for the rest of my <laughs> life because this, this wooden, like, you know, it's it's a full on just moving wooden puppet that looks like a person and ob- and, I, and I hate dolls by default and this thing is like super doll. Sure. Um, and, <laughs> and so and it's a completely harmless movie. You know, Pinocchio learns not to lie and they save a bunch of people and, and it's great. It's you know, the movie there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's bland and boring and nothing weird happens, but yeah. that thing is so freaky looking. Um so that that tra- traumatized me as a child and I had to, I slept in my parents' room for years because oh. I just had a very vivid vivid imagination and I always like thought it was going to come in the room and like, you know, I was yeah. a massive drama like <laughs> dramatic kid. Um so yeah, I guess like most things doll related and stuff and like I I just don't like things that look like people but aren't um that's fair yeah i don't know i just like everyone's got like a weird thing but that pinocchio specifically if you look it up like i don't know (laughs) don't say it at warning it's just weird looking oh it's very unsettling it doesn't blink 
I don't think so. You know, I, I'm. Mm, let me let me quickly let me search it up on my phone. <laughs> Live real action quick. Yeah, Pinocchio. Go on. Yeah. Live action Pinocchio. Give me a second. Let me see. I guess while I'm while I'm uh, googling it, I, I I've said I haven't said this one before. When I was really young, I was um. I think I got scared because I was sleeping around my, my grandmother's house and she had a big house in the countryside. So I was like, aha. Like, obviously the house creaks and it bends and it's scary when the wind's blowing. So I was like, oh. So I went into my grand's room to sleep and I remember hearing a really loud, scary noise. And I was like, oh my God, there's something outside the door right now. It's a big evil pig. It's going to come eat me. It's my grand snoring. It's just my grand snoring. <laughs> it's just your grand taking a big old... <laughs> yeah, but, but her <laughs> snore was like, like satan it was so freaky i swear to god okay so yeah. let me see live action pinocchio oh my god yeah isn't it fuck i don't want to look at it it's <laughs> yeah imagine that thing like moving learning life lessons and Ew. like being around children and just like oh, yeah and just being really... as, as like as like a seven-year-old and just being like that's scary yeah. i don't like him yeah, it's, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. So I guess to anyone out there who's really interested in making, like, child's entertainment, bro, make it cute as cr- I, Like, the Muppets is as far as I go, okay? Sure. Like, <laughs> I don't mess with puppets or dolls or anything like that. Yeah, that's fucking so, weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, you know, make things friendly. And so, I don't, like, growing up, I had, like, my aunt was like, watch the Dark Crystal, watch the Dark Crystal. I'm like, no! Like, what? That's, like, gonna destroy my psyche. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't handle that kind of stuff. I just hate it. It just makes me unsettled. Haven't they recently released like a new Netflix series? Um, what? I think, I think like, they are... the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's back. It came back because it was like a cult classic. Because they're doing everything, like they're reviving cult classics now and stuff. And apparently, like the new one's even freakier because they got a budget, like a bigger oh, budget. Oh boy, okay. Puppets, so I <laughs> never watched the Dark Crystal before. Uh, I, I I liked the puppets. I thought they looked freaky as hell, but. Me being a weird ass kid, I liked freaky shit. Yeah. I got that's that was that was a stupid thing I did when I was younger. I was like, I wanna be scared, and I scared myself and I was like, I can't sleep. Why do I do this to myself? I was such a fucking idiot. Like goddamn go- like watching goosebumps when I was a kid, like, whoa! Boy. I couldn't watch that shit. I was such a scaredy cat growing up. And like cause I was more of like the I was brave in the sense that like I would throw myself into like sports or like get hit by shit like i was a daredevil but i i got so freaked out by scary imagery it's, it's um, funny because I, I, one of the the episodes of goosebumps which made my mum go I, I don't know if i've said this before on a podcast forgive me if i have but um the, the episode of goosebumps which made my mum actively say you aren't watching this anymore it, it was an episode where a kid has an ant farm and he keeps on dropping things into the ant farm and they keep on eating it up like really, really fast. And he's like, well, I'm going to keep putting bigger things in here. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. And he keeps on like dropping them and dropping them. And eventually he like opens his bedroom door and there's a big fucking ant. There's a <gasps> massive ant, like a giant ant at his door. And I remember just being like, ah! <laughs> I, <was> yeah. like <laughs> scr- I screamed my little fucking tits off. And mom was like, what is it? What else? And I was like, ah! I was like crying because I was like so traumatized. Yeah. It's like, you, you fucking pussy bitch. Like the the other one which really scared me when I was young was like a one where a, like a God I'm dropping everything now. It was like one where a like a mummy, you know, like a like a mummy and like bandages and shit. It like they they get a mummy and it's in their basement and it ends up like slowly creaking cr- creaking creaking out of the box and being like boo and I was like oh and uh, I had nightmares for years about that like i remember i used oh, to think God. it would um 
because I was in a bunk bed at the time, so I'd mm-hmm. always imagine the head slowly raising above the bunk bed and then twisting around, and I was like, ah! So that <laughs> and my... all your child ass wanted was like an adrenaline rush. Now you're traumatized for the rest of your life. I used to do the thing I did when I was younger, where I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hide underneath the covers, and he won't be able to see me if I'm under the covers, so I'll be safe. And now I realize, now I'm older, they'll probably just you know pull the Here's covers a question. back. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question, though. Would, would you did you sleep with the door open or closed? Like, which one scared you least? For me, it was a closed door. Uh, I preferred it when the door was closed. Uh, now, yeah. Okay, so I, I've I definitely have said this before, but I'll repeat it for you. So the scariest thing about my old bedroom when I was growing up is mm-hmm. that I was in the room where the attic was, and Ooh, oh, the, no. the attic door had a tendency to fall down. So some days I'd be woken up with an almighty crash and usually the moon would be illuminated. So I'd just see this big black hole at the end of my room. Like the thing is where I was That's sleeping. That's terrifying. Yeah, oh my God. Like where I was sleeping, I'd be sleeping. I might, my, my, I, when I'd like raise my, or sorry, where my head was propped up on the pillow, I'd be looking directly at the attic door. So did there just be this giant hole and I'd be looking into it and I was like, <gasps> Were you allowed to sleep with the lights on? I mean, I, I think when that happened, I definitely did. But the issue is, is that even if you turn the lights on, there's still a big black hole. That's true. Yeah. And then a big hand comes out of it and swoops well, you up. Well, the thing which scared me even more, I, I, again, I said this again in a pub, but fuck it. We're, we're repeating things now. I used to have a fear of eyes, inhuman eyes. Um, so eyeballs, which were inhuman, but were on a human form. So... Mm. A, like alien, like grey alien eyes, right? Things like that. They used to really freak me out. And Gollum from the Fellowship of the Ring, where he puts his head through the ladder and his eyes oh, do yeah. that luminescent sheen like a cat. Yeah. That, for some reason when I was younger, put such primordial fear into me that I had to turn my head away and close my eyes in the cinema. And I remember my mum wow. shaking me and being like, are you okay, Luke? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I would not turn back around until the thing was gone off the screen. Ever since then, because eventually my mum got sick of putting the attic door back up, so it was just down. I oh, al- no. Yeah. Why'd you guys just latch it up? It was scary. So I always used to, whenever when I was in, like, in a scared mood, I'd always imagine those luminescent eyes looking at me from the top of the attic door, because I was an over... My brain was overactive as fuck when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I, I'd be shitting my pants. I'm, like, I'm gonna die tonight. This is it. This is oh it. I'm gonna God. die. That pure fear. A little, yeah, things. like a little goblin's gonna come down from the fucking attic, and I'm gonna die. Like shit. It was scary. Like super scary. Um, but you know, I'm here today, and I, now I am the goblin. So things have worked <laughs> out. <laughs> things have worked. Yeah, so maybe th- he did get you as a kid. Is what you're saying? Oh my God! Was like the goblin is wearing my skin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense. No, things are all coming together now, I feel. I think we just had a major breakthrough. Wow. You're going to have to be a goblin to succeed in YouTube. That's the... <laughs> it's not... It's kind of true. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I guess. I mean, you know, what it... Quote-unquote, succeed, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know, man. It was... A lot of things freaked me out when I was a kid. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I hate, I wanted to punch myself just because I was a big scary cat, and so I'm looking back at it, I'm like, you cried over nothing, you dumb kid. 
Well, but at the same time, when kids are freaked out, I mean, like, it's so real in your mind. Like, you can't, like, it's not like you can just tell them to stop worrying about it. Well, the thing is, you is know? that when you're younger and you genuinely believe that Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy are real, why the fuck aren't yeah. you going to think a mummy's real? Not yeah. real, well, sorry. Because you have like, no perspective. You don't know what's, like, you know, you're, you're told, that, like, you believe everything you're told. Yeah, um, like, you, I, know, when you I, know if half yeah. the shit's not real. When I was younger, vampires were real. You know, like, fucking mummies were real. Yeah, All of that shit was real. I watched the Santa Claus one really early. I was very disappointed. <laughs> it was I, four. They yeah. ruined it. I remember when I found out Santa wasn't real and we were having a really serious conversation in the car. And I was like, Mum, Santa's not real, is he? And my mum went, no, it's not real. <laughs> and I remember I cried. I'm not even joking. I cried silently. <laughs> When I was looking out the car window, I was like, Santa. They never, because they never bother to follow through with, but you're still getting presents. Because for some reason, like, your brain thinks, if I stop believing, the presents will stop coming too. Well, no, the thing thing is, I, I, I knew that, see, at that point, I was like, okay, it's my parents who give me that. But it's also when the magic dies. Because then I was like, what else isn't real? And I was like, mom, is the tooth fairy real? No. Is this real? No. You've been lied to. And then I was like, I, I I remember asking this as well. I was like, is magic real? And she was like, <laughs> no. And I was like, <laughs> I, a part of me died that day, honestly, because I was like, magic isn't real. Then what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, you 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 finally understood what dis, like deceit meant. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, being lied to, and just like, uh. oh yeah. I know, I, 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 you know, I, 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 again, I am, I feel like I'm saying this so much. I'm so sorry if I keep repeating things in this podcast, but it's been two years, guys. I can't remember if I brought things up or not. But one <laughs> one thing, like, there was like, okay, so we have the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. My mum made up one. That was the Tree Fairy. The Tree Fairy was uh, beautiful because mum had a homemade advent calendar. Ah, um, okay. And every day... Every day, she'd. Ri- it was adorable. My mum is, is adorable. I love my mum. She is the best. She is my rock. I love that woman. So she would ring a little bell, and whenever the bell would ring, that would mean that the, the tree fairy had been. And she'd put a bit of candy inside the homemade pockets of each day. And sometimes she'd even go down to the shops and buy like big sweets, like a like a. Like a bar of refresher or like a, you know, like the big chew bars, like, um, what's the thing? Like taffy, like a big bar of yeah. taffy. She'd put like those in the pockets and I'd be like, oh, amazing. And then sometimes I tried to like, like duper. I'd be like, I'd, I'd put a little toy car in there and I'd ring the bell and I'd be like, look, mom, the tree fairy's been and it left me a little toy car. My mom would be like, yeah, cunt. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, buddy. And it would be like, oh, fair enough. And then like. I, it's funny because I remember asking, is the tree fairy real? And that was the one which hurt the most. Because yeah. I was like, <laughs> just yeah, I was like she, the long the, con. Yeah, exactly. I was like, who the fuck's been bringing me candy? And I was like, it's, it was you all along. <laughs> Liars. Maybe the magic was the magic of parenthood this whole time. Da, 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 it's, da. it's kind of why I don't want to be a parent, because I will I be tra- traumatizing my children. I know, you just life. have to suck all the fun out. It's <laughs> Just let them enjoy themselves. Well, see, that's the thing about being a parent, right? It's like, I feel like 
Okay, I understand that if I were to have a kid, which would be accidental, by the way, <laughs> um, I, I know for a fact I'd love that little shit. Mm-hmm. But I'd still think they're a little shit. I can guarantee you, like, for all the days they'd be nice to me, that one day they misbehave, I'd be like, I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I feel that. I like to think that I'd be very, like, connected with my inner child, because, like, you know, but the older I get, I'm like, it's slipping away. I'm like, I don't know what these people want anymore. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like... <laughs> can, I, can I say, like, to my child who is potentially listening to this in the future, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I je- at the moment, at the age of 26, I do not believe I'm going to have children in the future. I just, considering I have a bucket load of mental health issues, I don't want to push that on the kid. Yeah, I mean, most people our age don't seem particularly eager now, because children in this economy, uh-uh, it's like... It's true! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true, yeah. it really is. It's a, huge, it's a huge feature and stuff. Look at us gamers raising kids. Isn't that weird, knowing that there's, like, this whole generation of gamers that's going to be raising children? I know, it's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. God help them. Oh, <laughs> God. God bless little Sephiroth. God damn. <laughs> Jesus oh, y- Christ. Y- you joke. I actually know. I knew a couple that named their kid Sephiroth. You, you joke? You it's are real. It's happening. I'm not me. joking. Dead serious. Yeah, I went to high school with this girl. Her like oh, her, come her boyfriend on. or like her cousin and their boyfriend named their kid Sephiroth. So to all those, you know, future uh you know teachers out there listening to this and stuff people who are probably just gonna like be jumping into that career working with children get ready to see some gokus and some kairis you see the the good the good part about sephiroth is you can at least shorten it to seth yeah that's true which is a real ass name you know so it's like okay hey there's seth you know his birth certificate but goddamn like i you've gotta be you a few years ago, calling my child something video game related, like, I still, and this is this is something I'm going to admit, this is my, like, embarrassing, like, admission of the podcast, I guess. Um, a few years back, I really wanted to give my, because I don't have a middle name, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, right, I want a middle name. So I was like, right, okay, who's my favorite Final Fantasy character? Who's one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters? I know, Vincent Valentine. So I was like, all right. I was either going to go for uh, Vincent or Valentine as my middle name. (laughs) And I was genuinely thinking, here's the thing, right? (laughs) If I were to tell you my middle name is Valentine and you thought it wasn't because of a video game, you'd probably think that's a really nice middle name. Yeah. But if you knew I called it because of Vincent Valentine, you'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and, I have, and I have Vincent Valentine as my wallpaper, and I would still be like, that's fucking dumb. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing. It was like, okay, so that was, my, that was my logic. I was like, right, if people never find out that I'm the one who gave myself that middle name, then I might be able to get away with it. But then the older I grew, and the more people I asked, and they're like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, maybe I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, it seems like now you're probably, like, on the catch of a trend just because, like, <laughs> you think you're dumb now, but give it 20 years and we're going to be surrounded by, um, like, I don't know, Ellie's or what the hell people are going to be naming their kids after. What What's, like, what's a stupid video game character named Sora. besides Sephiroth? Sora? Yeah, we're going to, like, I think the Japanese ones, I think, are the obvious ones. But I think they're yeah. going to be more subtle. They're going to be more really, really subtle ones, like like Western-developed games and stuff. Like, this is my son, Shepard. Dun-dun. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> For sure. That's that's probably a very popular... Oh, no, that's a fucking... Uh, what was it? Dovahkiin? Yeah. That, that's a real one. That's a real one. 
this is my child dragonborn um i can't up? believe that i actually can't believe that bethesda like were were uh, what was the word they were backing up that parents like choice to name their child Dovahkiin. were they really was that a thing Oh, honey, they did that. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I, you know, why am I act surprised? Of course they did. Uh, okay, how old is Skyrim did. at this point? Skyrim came out 2011, I believe, or 2012. Uh, little little Dovahkiin is now about eight or nine years old. Wow. It's Dov- embarrassing. <laughs> if you go to school with a kid named Dovahkiin, let him know. You can't even change that to something good. You can't even call no. him Seth. Can't call him, like, what's his name, Dove? Yeah, you're right, Dove. Dover. Yeah, Dove? Dover? I just go, just call me King? David, fucking hell. Yeah, I, I know, seriously. I just... Yeah, god damn, it's embarrassing. God, the the, the gamer age we live in, ladies and gentlemen. Oi, 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 Here's two creative names, I guess. Go out and, uh, there, guys, live your best life. And hey, whoa, whoa <laughs> g- g- here it come, here comes the segue. Whoa, speaking of creative, um, from struggling punk, what is the pettiest grievance the two of you have of your current lifestyle and jobs? Uh, with what the whole being YouTube-based content creators, I'm talking like toaster toasts one side of the to- of the bread, slightly blacker than the other level petty. There's so many. <laughs> there are so many. Okay, I, I was so saying many. this. We we okay. I'll be I'll be honest. Struggling uh, struggling punk. We were we were looking at this one before the podcast started, and we were like, yeah, there are so many nitpicks we can pick out of our job that'll make a ton of people who really want this job really mad at us because it's like it's like a yeah. little yeah these okay let me just preface this by saying these are little things which have built up over the years you know they, they are little things which i'm like god i miss having a, a basic sc- yeah like I, a steady job <laughs> i miss well not even that i miss having a school structure you know where it's like i have to wake up at eight I do work at this time. I do this. It's like I lie to myself and say I have a structure now. Or it's like I wake up at this time. I then start work at 12, which I usually do. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it's like, because there isn't a teacher coming in going, hey, it's half past 12. Stop doing things which aren't work. And I'm like, yeah, you are your teacher. If you have no self-discipline and you have no self-motivation, it is going to be an uphill climb for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, yeah. I, I guess the proof is in the pudding that I do put content out, so I do work. Like, Yeah, you do have it, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, it's like, I, I wish I could do more work. Like, it's, it, 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 being self-employed is interesting, especially when it comes to content creation. I, I guess mm-hmm. the, the, the other... One for me is the floaty income, where income can be bigger one month and it can be less the next. That's very, ah, you know, but... Yeah. Thankfully, it hasn't dropped heavily. It's it's more like something consistent would be nice. Um, but at the same time, like, things are relatively consistent. It just makes taxes a bit of an annoyance, really. Yeah, I feel that, because, like, I, I have a a certain amount I know I'm going to make each month, which is good. So I consider that consistency, but that's like sure. minimum got to pay your bills. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the much you got to make. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does fluctuate like crazy and stuff. So it's just like, <sighs> you know, the fun, the fun, the, yeah. And the tax, I can imagine your taxes are horrendous just because, um, 
like, I don't know how self-employment works over there in the UK, but out here it's a little easier. I mean, like, it's still a headache, but, like, you know, at well, least, like, it's, it's, I'm considered, like, a one-person business or something like that. It's it's really not that bad. It's just, the, the issue with me is I have dyscalculia, mm-hmm. so numbers are a fuck for me. Like, even if I'm doing it by calculator, I have to double-check that I've done it right, and I have to do all that, and... I have to put aside, like, two days to do constant math. Like, I have mm-hmm. to add up, and, it, like, I've only keep. I've only really been a proper tax-paying business for about a year or so. Um, but, God, last year, it was, like, two days' worth of, right, calculator, adding up all of my PayPal donations, adding up all of my my uh, direct debit bank account things. Yeah, and like, I'm yeah like, oh. it's so much math. It's a shit ton of math. I feel that. But the great thing about it, it it's not as difficult as people told me it was going to be. Because all it is is adding up. You know, like, that's the good yeah. thing about it. It's literally like, right, okay, how much was I getting here? Right, add, 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 add. Done. Taxes, done. You know, but a boom. And it was beautiful. And all of a sudden, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, you know, now I can finally complain about the roads. And that was something which I did. Uh, as, a, as a joke, I was like, have you seen the roads lately? Like, every day, I was like, god damn, all those holes. All um, those, all that, mm. What about you? What are some things which which you would consider, like, a, a petty peeve petty? of this job? Petty? Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say, because I La- guess... Allow me to preference this. I love my job. I wouldn't trade it for anything, oh, in, the, same like, anything in the world. Same here. And I here, mean yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, However, let me, let me also I wanted this that. job. So. Yeah. Let, let me also preface that by saying I absolutely love my job. I wouldn't trade it in for anything in the world. I love it so much. But obviously, yeah. even if you love something, that does come nitpicks. Yeah. Well, just ba- geared based off my personality type, this job, job is kind of perfect for me because I am just not a very structured person. So like, sure. I need more freedom in my life. And I like, you know, I'm a creative or quote. That's what my mom says. Um, but <laughs> for me, uh, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of it just, it's, mostly, it's mainly the social part and just like tiny things. I guess people not realizing how long stuff takes, um, especially yeah. for, for my editing, uh, like, cause everyone's like, oh, it's so funny. And so, but no one realizes that like, I spend six, seven hours on a single joke sometimes. Mm. Um, and you know, like Clump Clump's got to see it firsthand, just like how rigorous I can be with just like one tiny thing and just over and over. Yeah, and over no, and over. I, I was in a call with you and, uh, like a three second edit was like an hour yeah <laughs> yeah really yeah it's it, and, and like and keep in mind the whole videos are like that like every you know there's always like these 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 two second two three second edits and stuff that take hours to do yeah no, for um sure. yeah so like i guess just tiny things like that but also i guess the social aspect of it and i love people i love getting to know people and stuff i really really hate dumb folks and i really hate it when people comment stuff that um like uh the, the specifically this it was a uh, digital devil saga i say in the video that the game came out in 2005 which it did in america but some person in the comments was um actually it came out in 2004 um actuallys are um actually you're bang. right but use context clues if i say 2005 <laughs> And I am talking in English. Chances are, if, if, I am talking if you about start, the English version. Yeah. If you, you know, start a comment with "um," actually stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> 
So, well, I, even even when I was when we were working on Digital Devil Saga for beginners, I had to send things to Clems, and I was like, I need you to re-record this because there are tiny things in there that some people will pick up on that yeah, is either true. either I'm not elaborating on it enough, or um, it's a tiny word difference. So if you use the word, so say like um, there are some items you can get versus there is an item you can get, someone yeah. will take an opportunity to comment on that. It's true. So when people are curious why my videos take so long or what's like what it's tiny things like that, I had to I say. I think about three or four lines. I was like, I need you to re-record these because someone's going to um actually this. Um, and I did and, on uh, the day. <laughs> yeah, he did, and he did it did diligently. He did that. Um, but it's just tiny things like that. Or when I overthink it and I'm very thorough about like the details or it's like, oh, this was never confirmed. So I explain it in that way. And then you get uh, people coming in my I, comments, coming in with misinformation, correcting me on something that they're actually wrong about. I and have, I didn't want to be yeah. too like, yeah, yeah things I, like that. Like when it comes you're to just, you're too thorough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When, when it comes to overthinking, I can, oh my God. Like my Dissidia video has been the biggest headache. Not because I'm not enjoying it. Like I, I fucking love it, but the, the thing which I'm overthinking mm -hmm. is the fact that I'm covering the Dissidia series, which means I have to cover the mobile game. Mm -hmm. And the problem with the mobile game is that I like it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, the problem with talking about mobile games on YouTube is that nobody talks about mobile games on YouTube unless they're being paid. Yeah. I'm not being paid by Square Enix. I'd love to be. But I'm not. So, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm really trying to overthink this because the issue with the Dissidia game on the mobile is that it is, it's so fucking important to the Dissidia series because it has mm -hmm. some of the best writing in the Dissidia series. So I'm like, how can I not cover this? Fuck. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I feel like what I've, what I've written is fair. I'm not giving it a glowing endorsement. I'm pretty much telling people the parts that I like, which is the story and the fact that it plays decently for a mobile game. It's hard writing scripts and stuff while trying to make sure that everybody is happy with what you're saying. Um, so yes, I don't know, like being hypercritical, I guess being, one thing about being a YouTuber is you are going to have to have a very, very, very high self-esteem starting out and trying to maintain that. Well, that, was, uh, that, was, that was my problem. That was my issue. <laughs> Um, because you have to have a lot of courage to put yourself out there in the first place, but you also gotta be really, really ready to have people that they, tell people that they fucking hate you, and they hate everything that you do, no matter what you do, that they will always hate it and stuff, and some things you just kind of come to terms with over time. I needed but, to, um, I needed to learn that, like, over the yeah. course of many it, months, yeah. I knew, coming out of it, knowing, going into it, because I, I studied YouTube for a long time before I became, before I even tried, because, you know, I, I just, I like watching patterns and seeing how other people tend to deal with other things, um, so I kind of knew exactly what not to do starting yeah, out as a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, don't overshare too much about your personal life. Obviously, you can be personable, but, like, you know, you can t shelf tell things you want to share. But uh, from from what I've seen, most people who share every aspect of their personal life on the internet have never, ever, ever, ever actually come out of it with a good experience at the end. Sure. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, I knew people were going to hate my voice at the end, you know, like, at the, out of the gate and stuff, which I get it. Because I, I don't like my voice as much, that much either, but I have a high energy voice and I sound this way and I got to work with it. So I make the content that I do just because like, you know, I, I like to have a, I have a 
wide variety when it comes to like humor. I find most things funny. I like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here to have a good time, but I also have this voice. So <laughs> if I had a deep Australian, like gamer accent, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, when I talked in the room, shut up and stuff, I would love that. I would love to be making like deep analytical, like, you know, giga brain shit, but <laughs> you yeah. know, when you sound like a chipmunk, um, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you know, gotta go with, you gotta go. So your voice, yeah, your voice just, suits the high energy content and it y- works very y- you well. You have to, you gotta use, go with what you got, I guess. But yeah, but just dealing with the, um, kind of the, the negativity of it at all and you know, being told the same things over and over and over and over again, eventually you kind of get over it. But while you're in the thick of it, I think yeah. especially while you're starting out and you're still kind of growing and figuring out who you are, it's very distracting. And you have a bunch of these like voices yelling at you what you should and you shouldn't be doing. Um, that, that, so one, I guess... that, that one hits yeah. me quite hard because the I, I'm a person, I, I, I really like to know that, um, that people like me. Because mm-hmm. I, I hate it when, you know, I'm not trying to say I hate the people, but I just hate the feeling of people hating me without actually knowing me and yeah, that, go- that going into youtube i'm like what the fuck was i thinking like considering how bad is what youtube is you know people yeah. will hate you because you say one second of a gaming opinion that might be wrong and you're like oh my god holy shit like yeah no, and it's no- very frustrating to you i probably is a very reasonable person that doesn't like judge things initially off the bat and you give people more time but you know, you said, yeah, like you said, some of these people immediately hear one second of you, and that's it. This Clemps guy sucks. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I guess that's this is something you really have to come to terms with. Yeah, well, I mean, if eventually, like weirdly, it does get better over time, in my opinion. It, yeah. as, as long as you kind of take each one as like its own lesson in a weird way, like, well, I don't have to listen to this crap anymore. It's like you know, <laughs> once you once you read a negative comment, if you keep getting stuff like that, then it's just kind of like you know, it's off your back. But sure, I sure, feel, yeah, it, it's. <sighs> For me, at least recently, I was at my limit with this kind of stuff. I was so tired of reading my comments. I was so... It wasn't even, like, negative stuff. It was just seeing this the kind of the same garbage every time. You know, either just someone spewing misinformation or just being rude or blah. You know, just, just yeah. hot garbo, com- you know, commentary and stuff. And it just felt toxic to my brain. Um, so, like, I don't look at my comments as much anymore. And now when I do see them, I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's, sure. Like, I'm trying to have more fun with it now. And um, so, like, to, the biggest, yeah, the biggest nitpick with being a YouTuber is um, kind of just learn to let things go, you know? That just, is... Like, move I, on with your, like, just keep, keep, keep pushing forward. If your video fails or if you get a terrible comment or, yeah, you just have to keep going. Um, and it's all on you. That is so, the like, because no advice. one else is forcing yeah. you to do it. It's all on you, which means if you start doing terrible or if you start doing wonderful, like, you have to take responsibility for everything that you do. Um, so if you're going to be a YouTuber, be a, make sure you're a responsible person <laughs> before you do that. Yeah. <laughs> which is so hard to check. Um, but, you know, good luck, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It is. It's definitely... Uh, that part is obviously, I think, a thing which a lot of people fear when they go into YouTube. But end of the day, if you can go out of... Yeah, if you make a video and you get a thousand comments or, you know, like 300 comments and you get two comments out of 300 which are negative, try to focus on the other 298. You know, like, I'm not trying to say now these two comments, I'm not, if these comments have constructive criticism in them, don't count them as a negative. Constructive Mm -hmm. criticism is fantastic, Um, especially if somebody is really 
really giving you something where it's like, I think you could improve if you do this in order to do this. And they're being polite about it. It's like, okay, fantastic. You yeah, know, I'll take that yeah, into consideration. Sure. But it, it, well, it even, is... Even mean comments, guys. I mean, try, try to find the silver sure, lining, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am today if I didn't take some of the meaner comments and being like, yeah, You know what? You're not right. wrong. You are, you're actually, <laughs> you are not wrong. And sometimes it takes somebody's anger for you to realize you're making a mistake. Yeah, it's just kind of differentiating between like this is helpful and this is mean, but they're kind of right. <laughs> I, I, you know what, you're you're not wrong because I learned that the hard way by by can, you know having somebody's mean comment and I'm like, oh my god, they're right. Yeah, they're so right. And literally in a snap, you go right. Okay, I'm not going to make that person angry ever again. Mm-hmm. And you change, and sure enough, you know it's smooth. Yeah. It's smoother sailing than it was before because you're like, wow. They're right, you know, and I'm, uh, they're right, I'm wrong. Let's embrace that and try to, you know, build myself better than I was before, so. Yeah, no no one hates a really, really defensive YouTuber um, that is obviously in the wrong and they have evidence to point that they're in the wrong and they don't back down from it. Mm. Um, Even even if it's like a personal thing, like people hated the fact my buns were in the way for a lot of the footage and making those videos, I'll say, nah, nah, they're funny. They're, you know, they're like, nah, they're, they're for the joke. And then looking back and I'm like, they're fucking right. They're everywhere. They're huge. <laughs> they're blocking everything. I hate it. It's like, so, you know, uh, it, yeah, it's a, it's a fine line. And um, sometimes you'll make good points, but at the same time, you can't be hyper defensive about everything. And, uh, you know, you can't be, um, you know, overly critical either because you'll just kind of curl in and implode on yourself. For sure. Um, for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. You being YouTubers fun and stuff, enter your own risk. Um. Get a schedule. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> it to, is. Try to try to like wake up, but you know, there's the at big the one same time every day. Um, try to get your eight hours of sleep. I don't know. It's a yeah. It's a it's a fun life. It's a it's a ride. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's a fun one. So I, I yeah. do I do actually miss because like I, I worked as a bagger. Um, mm. you know, for a few years at a grocery store. And I stuff. did I know, humble too. <laughs> yeah. But I, weirdly enough, I do miss that job just because, well, I don't miss it, miss it, but I do miss the structure of that job just because, yeah. like, when I was out of, out, like, when I was not at work, I was not at work. I could do whatever the hell I want. But when you're a YouTuber and you work at home, leisure time is guilt, it is guilt-ridden. If you feel like you are yeah. doing something that you're not supposed to because you're in your place of work, like, if I'm, if I'm at computer and I'm playing a game that I'm not recording or I have no intention of making a game, like, a video on, I feel like shit, so. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. That's so true. Yeah, so you just, you, like, you feel like you constantly have to be doing something, and that can get really, like, you know, you just take the time to breathe, recollect yourself, know that you have to take time off, or else your brain will literally turn to mush. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess yeah. on that note, I am going to move on, because we're almost reaching the end of a podcast, but I want to quick yeah. fire a few. Um, a couple of them are quite lengthy, so I'm fine with going on for a little bit, but mm-hmm. let's, let's quick fire a couple. Uh, one of them is from uh, Quite Cross. And they say, has there been any food and drink you've always been interested in, but never tried? God, food or drink I've been interested in. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm really allergic to seafood and I love seafood. But, um, oh, guess, that's a shame. So I guess anything related to like in Japan, related to shellfish. Sure, sure. Anything. Like, I, I, it's the worst thing. Like, I can finally afford my own groceries and then I get hit with a seafood allergy yeah yeah so it's whatever uh, yeah oh, it's probably boy. it just like I, just anything selfish man uh for me it's absinthe um I, I i always hear about absinthe and how it fucks you up and i'm like you know what i like to get fucked up so <laughs> yeah, some, some, yeah get, try some absinthe and also it's green and i like green it's so, a liquor um well absinthe is 
Have you watched Moulin Rouge? I know of it. Ah, well, fair enough. Uh, it, it is pretty much a drink which gets people fucked up in that film. There's a song about it. Um, mm-hmm. Absinthe is... I think it's safe to say that Absinthe is a very strong alcoholic beverage. Okay. Um, and it's the kind of drink where if you have like a shot, it will pretty much get you fucked up. Saying so an absinthe, absinthe percentage. I'm going. Yeah, to. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It is wild. Saying so an absinthe. There we go. And we're going to type in percentage. Okay, absinthe percentage. Oh, anywhere between fifty-five and seventy-five percent in volume. That's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absinthe can fuck you up and it is sold in bottles, my dude. Oh my god. What does that taste like though? Like that can't that can't taste any or is it, is that like the whole deal? Is that it tastes relatively okay for that percentage? And that's you like, know what? That... This is why I want to try it. Because oh, okay. yeah, because I I I have quite a lot of friends who try it and from what I've heard, they take the shot and they go, "That's not so bad." And then they fall on the floor. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. So it's like drink in moderation, understood. So I'm pretty much going to have like one shot of this stuff and then I'm going to stop. But it sounds like fun. So maybe. Ah, it does look really cool. Doesn't it? It's like, ooh. Yeah, look look at the bottles now. It looks like a, it looks like a, like a wizard's potion. Yeah. Don't drink underage kids, but uh, we're adults, so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Isn't that great? I went to the the shops today and I bought some beer and I'm like, I'm an adult. (laughs) <laughs> i think great. about that i think about that too and i get nervous going into like a like literally anywhere that it's like over 21 i'm like oh i don't yeah. wait a minute, oh. I'm, 24. I'm like yeah no i know what I you mean a, i have car insurance i'm like <laughs> okay so i'm gonna move on quickly uh this is mm-hmm. an interesting one but I'm, uh, i would like to hear your answer it is from at rotted fish this one's mm-hmm. for buns. How does having dyslexia affect your ability to enjoy games? I know you've said before that <laughs> yeah. uh, you prefer the main persona story to the confidants because it's voiced. Yeah, uh, my brain's on fire all the time. Um, it's hard for me <laughs> to read. My reading comprehension is like that of... Uh, like When I say comprehension, it means I just have to read something over and over again to actually like read it properly. Yeah. It's not the fact that I'm stupid. Um, and that's one thing people don't get. Learning disabilities does not have any effect on your intelligence. It just has to, like, I can't read English. It just, it looks like gibberish, you know? It just, it's just hard. Um, but yeah, that's really it. I just get physically tired reading games with a lot of reading, um, that, a lot of text. So anytime it's voice, it's just, you know, my, my brain doesn't have to essentially just, you know, it's like a, it's like a treadmill almost. Yeah. Like you're just running in place trying to do basic things. Um, so it's also, I mean, it affects basically every aspect of my life, but games a lot because, you know, um, Kingdom Hearts, I, I it was so bad at that game because I couldn't read at all. Uh, most games growing up, I had to kind of figure out the mechanics on my own. Tutorials could not help me as literally like just nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like it's, 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 it's just affected basically everything, but it sucks because I really like Dankenrampa and I'd like to get into it. But every ah. time I've played that game and I've tried several times, don't think like, oh, she's just a big baby. She's lying. Um, <laughs> I have played that game. Uh, I have fallen asleep twice playing that game. Separate times, mind you. Um, because I literally, I read and my brain actually gets tired. I can just feel the lights dim on me. Um, so that's just how it is. Yeah, my, my, it's just... Yeah, I guess that gotta... answers questions for a lot of uh, will you ever do <laughs> Danganronpa for beginners? You know, yeah, you're gonna you have to tase me to play that game, right? So that's valid. That's valid. 
Okay, so this is the final question, and I'm not going to say this user's username because it's actually quite personal, but um, I feel like uh, you, you, you genuinely seem to want advice here, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this question. Final question. So, I fell in love with my friend. I spend a lot of time with my friend because we work together during class a lot. I want to get over this feeling because my friend is in a relationship. Any tips on getting over your first love? By the way, love you both. Your vids make my sad days better. First of all, I'd like to say thank you so much. It's really sweet of you. Um, now, I... On the topic of love... Mm. Well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you're asking the, the, the best people in terms of because here's the thing. Like, I wouldn't say we're, uh, we are, you know, love experts, but at the same time, if, if you're in love with somebody who's already in a relationship, the best advice I can give to you is don't wait. Don't be the kind of person that waits like a, like a dog waiting for a sausage to be thrown out at them, you know? Don't wait. Don't be that person to only stick around them until their partner leaves them. Mm -hmm. You know? The best advice I can give to you is to distract yourself with other things and try your absolute fucking best. Because I know how painful it is. I've been in your shoes before. If you truly love this person, you will be happy for them. Yeah, that kind of is the major test, isn't it? Like, yeah. that is the ultimate one. Um, it, it's going to suck, but yeah, if, you, if have you, to, are, you have to value the other person. Yeah, you, the thing is, it's, it sucks saying this, but you will fall in love again. Like, you will, and you will probably never forget this love, but at the same time, if you are feeling... I'm not saying you are, but if, if you are angry or you are bitter about this person's love, then take a few steps back and evaluate that. Because, you know, if if you're feeling all of it, then isn't that a little bit selfish? You know, if this person is happy and if you truly love them, don't you want them to be as happy as they can humanly be, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think an important thing to note is uh, just understand that you're probably, you are a victim of circumstance, you know? And on top of that, if they were single and stuff, you know, dating, dating is hard. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself over it. Um... Just know that they are in another relationship. You just got to be realistic with yourself. Um, and again, you know, try to try to take that energy and that passion, maybe put it into something a little more productive towards yourself. If you totally. feel like that, you know, if the pain is too much to deal with and you'll like and you need that person in your life, I guarantee you, trust me, there are eight billion people out there. You will meet new people in your mm -hmm. life. Um, and, yeah, and even for young and old stuff, trust me, there more people will come. And it's, it's just a matter of just kind of like... You know what? Um, it, it, I, this is probably bad advice, but <laughs> that's okay. Me personally, me personally, anytime I, I've ever had like affection towards someone, and I felt like it was just getting to the point where I like I was like in depressed and just going through pain. Just be honest. Just be like, yo, I like you. Don't do like do whatever you want with that information and stuff. I'm gonna respect your boundaries. I just want to get this off my chest so I can move on with my life. Because I've actually found that um, being honest about your feelings kind of removes the uh, kind of the rose tinted glasses with people because if you feel like you're keeping in a secret and stuff it's like this new adventurous thing in your mind and you kind of build up another person in your head if you're never really honest with them um so yeah, if you feel fair. yeah that's yeah. just how i feel like if you feel like like if you're kind of putting this other person on a pedestal and you don't really know them that well and like you, you know the, the least you 
just the more you build that person up in your head and the more that you see them like kind of just being in that relationship and just watching them from afar, it will make it harder because, you know, you're you're not dealing with an actual person. You're dealing with something that you're or, kind of coming up with. I, I guess I'll, um, I'll, I'll build on that, actually. I guess what Buns is saying is absolutely correct. If you... Uh, and here's the thing is that I, I'm taking... Because I never took Buns' advice when I was growing up and it only made things worse for me. So I'm going to say... If they are in a relationship, but I will say, if you know your friend well enough, you'll know how they'll react if you were to tell them this. But instead of treating it like, you know, you're going to tell them because you want them to break up with their partner and you want this and now, you know, you yeah, never want expect to, that. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially tell them like, okay, I have a problem. I know you're in a relationship and, you know, I also have these feelings for you um, and I want to get over them as quickly as possible, but I feel like telling you gives me closure in order to fully move on from this, you know? And I guess... Yeah. Yeah, but that's at the same... Kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Everyone's different, mind you, but I've learned just, like, it, it just helps you get over somebody faster. It is definitely... If they just know it, and there's no more secrecy, and it's not like this mystical grand adventure of my love, you know? Like, it's just... Oh, it's just a crush. <laughs> it's definitely easier said than done. So... Yeah understood if our advice you, you don't have to take any of our advice like we're, we're just giving you our opinions here but um you know don't don't let this ruin your friendship with your friend because i've done that in the past where i've loved someone and my love for them has pushed them away because i've been jealous and yeah. i realize now i'm like that person just lost a friend because i was being selfish and that, yeah. and thank God I reconnected with them in the future and I apologized. And they're like, oh, it's fucking kid shit. And I'm like, you know what? It is kid shit. And I'm like, fuck, I'm an adult now. You, you gotta, like, think with that adult brain, you know? You gotta be like, right, duh. I don't know. It, it's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah, from for my experience, I mean, just being, being happy for other people, being genuine with them, and not having ulterior motives with conversations, being as blunt as possible, um, that normally seems the best way to go around things when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because, like, no one likes someone who's dramatic or overly emotional or kind of way about it when, you know, they're just trying to talk out their feelings and stuff. Because that's the worst thing you could do is push somebody away by For being sure. overbearing yeah. about your crush. It, be as chill as a cucumber. Yeah, you got a crush. Yeah. Who cares? Who ever? <laughs> it's whatever. We move on. Yeah. Um, we grow, you know? So, yeah. I, that's for my, that, that's just general advice. You know, guys, keep it fun. Keep it light, you know? Hell yeah. We're all here to have a good time. <laughs> also, well, I, I guess, uh, obviously, uh, good luck with all of that. And, uh, yeah, I think honestly. We, yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, I, I hope you were at least a little bit satisfied of our answer. And um, yeah, I guess the final question, very, very quick, is from Uri, Uri Jumbles. Sorry if I slaughtered your name. Any anime, video game, celebrity crushes you used to have as a child? I've answered this one so many times. Uh, pretty much every Final Fantasy character. How about you, Buns? Oh, God, my crush? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, gaming crush? Oh, sure. man, I don't know. I, w I wouldn't say... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, character... I mean, I love Lightning. Lightning from, you know, 13. No shit, that, okay. That, that was a big awakening and stuff as a teenager. I was like, wow. Oh. Everything makes sense. Well, I just, I just, I don't know. She was like, I was really into 13 um, aesthetics before I even played the game. Like, I just saw footage of it. I didn't know how the game played. So I yeah. fell in love with it just based off of looks. Um, and I was, and yeah, that was roughly like around the time I kind of started coming out. Because I, I wasn't a very uh, crushy person through most of my teen years. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess like, well, my, my childhood, like, and when I 
realized I was gay, that obviously changed. Sure, <laughs> Things sure. Things started to come into perspective. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely lightning. She was like, you know, pink hair. Obviously a sucker for that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, if we, mm, there are things in your life at the moment. <laughs> <Except> <laughs> <a> day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I no, guess. I'm pretty boring. F- for me, it has always been Kuja. I, well, like, uh, being as young as I was when I first saw Kuja and being so in love with him. And it, it was definitely a confusing moment for me as a child. And it's funny that I denied being into men until I was like 21 because um, mm-hmm. I remember being younger and seeing Kuja and I was like wow she's beautiful and then when I found out she was a he I was like I still think they're beautiful and I don't <laughs> mind but then like all of my friends were like the thing about kids is maybe with our generation of kids like back when we were kids like mm-hmm. I don't know if it still happens today in schools it probably does but like homophobia rampant um, yeah so, you know... That's gay, bro. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, like, any little thing about being gay, it was automatically demonized. And so, me finding men attractive in my own brain, I was like, sin, sin! <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, fuck! The guilt um, kicks in. Oh, God, yeah. And so, like, that guilt, like, kept me fucking closeted until I was 21. And then, uh, you know, well, we all know how things turned out, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the happy days. Um, But, yeah, no, Kuja, beautiful. Um, I think uh, I think I'd like to add to that my answer, too. I read sure. word. Um, uh, Raven from Team titans oh yeah i love her absolutely love her all about that she radiated bisexual energy the entire time had that's, no idea yeah um, that's fair. <laughs> wasn't sure why i was into this i love the episode like where they go inside of her room and like oh, yeah. she, you know they have they like go talk to her several personalities and stuff i was like wow can every episode <laughs> be like this I amazing <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved love raven that. yeah no that's that's fucking fair and i i think that lovely question. I think it's about time we brought things to a close. Oh my goodness gracious me. So, Buns, my lovely, why don't you show yourself for a second, tell people where they can find you on uh, on your Twitters, on your Patreons, on your uh, YouTubes. Oh, oh, sure. Okay, here we go. Shill, shill. Yeah. All right. Uh, hi. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to find me, my name is Super Butter Buns. I'm a YouTuber on YouTube. I also stream on Twitch, um, but I, yeah, I mainly do like heavily edited content, a series called For Beginners, where I explain the basis of the game and have some jokes and memes and stuff thrown in. Uh, yeah. That's it. I, didn't, I, I tweet a lot about my opinions. You it's do. kind of a hot mess. I'm so sorry. Uh, but <laughs> I have a Twitter, Patreon. I have all the fans. I have all the social medias. You know, I'm talking. I'm like, I'm a pro, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm YouTuber TM. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Awesome. Well, obviously, as usual, thank you so much for coming on. I would love to have you back on again very Thanks soon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sweet. And so, yeah, on, uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for listening uh obviously i myself i have a twitch you can go and follow i have have a twitter uh there's the whole the whole patreon thing if you want to listen to these podcasts earlier then you can go down to patreon and pledge five dollars oh boy oh my wow we holy moly and yeah um we will see you all in the next episode so goodbye everybody Bye -bye. bye